Welcome to the Aquademia podcast. Our diet is hurting the environment in myriad ways. I mean, we desperately need to eat more seafood. This is a pioneering industry with a whole lot of people who have really good ideas and a lot of experience and are unafraid. Aquademia is your go-to podcast for a fresh take on all things seafood. Wildfires, earthquakes, tsunamis, hurricanes, nor'easters, flash floods, tornadoes, heat waves, hailstorms, droughts, avalanches, all potentially destructive and horrifying events, and all make real life difficult for humans. But did all these things happen before we came around and started trashing the planet? Of course they did. All of these terrifying events are natural processes of our planet, and they all serve their purpose. But there's pages and pages of scientific papers showing that there's been a severe increase in these types of events over the last 30 to 50 years, and I think it's pretty clear that we had something to do with it. Whatever your opinion is on the matter, it's hard to deny that we've been experiencing bigger storms more often. Okay, before you stop listening, I know what you're thinking. I thought this podcast was about seafood, and all he's talking about are these Debbie Downer topics. But here's the thing. All of these topics come into play when we talk about seafood. Seafood is a victim of, and contributor to, these global issues. But it may also be a potential resource to help fight them. We spoke with some experts. Maddie Cassidy, recent Global Environmental Studies graduate. Andrew Mallison, Executive Director, Global Aquaculture Alliance. Today we're speaking with Hallie Froelich. Is it Hallie or Holly? It's actually Holly. I'm a postdoctoral scholar at the National Center for Ecological Analysis and Synthesis, which is a mouthful, so you can just say NCs. These natural disasters that we are experiencing are just the effects of the real problems climate change, ozone depletion, habitat loss, land use changes, freshwater use, pressure of population, pollution, biodiversity loss, deforestation, water and land pollution, poor waste management, an ever-increasing population. These are all things that we contribute to and can take some semblance of control over. But the bottom line is, Earth's got issues. asked our experts to focus on a couple of these topics so we can talk about how seafood impacts them, the planet, and us as a species. They all agreed that the biggest areas to focus on are climate change, ocean acidification, the Earth's growing population, and biodiversity loss. Now, we're going to have an entire episode dedicated to climate change, so I won't dwell on that too much. But as I'm sure you can imagine, it came up quite a bit in these conversations. I think that the most pressing as of right now are, of course, climate change, and then also biodiversity loss. As of right now, we are currently in a mass extinction period of all of our biodiversity here on Earth. We have lost about 90% of all species on the planet since the year zero BCE. It's happening so rampantly and so many species have gone extinct that 
I don't want to say that we're past the point of no return, but we're definitely at a crucial turning point. Food production ultimately has a dramatic linkage to um, impacts on our planet. There's a lot of linkages on how we get our food and how that affects Earth. How we produce our food is going to have an impact on the planet, but the really important part now that's kind of emerging within the scientific realm is what are the differences between how we produce our food. And seafood has most of the time been left off of that kind of proverbial table of how does that contribute or what is the potential to actually lower that impact. And so new research have been really diving in deep to understand and what are the potential benefits from seafood production or limits? If we're looking at whether that's wild-based capture versus aquaculture, we can find those differences. So for instance, in the fisheries world, small pelagic species are usually easier to catch, which means that they have a lower overall impact. If it's uh, trawling versus longline, very different impact. And then on the other side, we have aquaculture, which you can have very different components or, or relative impact on the environment. I think that manifests itself in our world of uh, seafood in, in two areas, which is uh, warming of the oceans and also acidification. And both of those two are changing uh, ecosystems, they're changing uh, reproductive capabilities of fish. So they're having a lot of impact on uh, the life in the oceans as we know it. If you don't know what ocean acidification is, it's essentially caused by the water in the oceans absorbing some of the carbon dioxide that us humans are emitting into the atmosphere. And the ocean is absorbing this heat energy into the water. And this heat and also this gas, carbon dioxide, is causing the oceans to become more acidic, which is then killing even more species of aquatic animals, as well as coral and plants and that kind of thing, too. So it's not, it's not necessarily something that seafood is causing, but it's definitely impacted by. The biggest change within seafood has been on the wild side, which has been about overfishing. And I don't think that's specifically linked to climate change. It, it, climate change has had an impact on reproductive capacities, for example, of cod in the North Atlantic. It's had impacts on how much fish you can catch in any one place at any one time as stocks have moved and we've seen changes in the migration patterns of mackerel for example. One of the most obvious things to point out is that seafood in particular fishing has greatly depleted biodiversity in the oceans. There's just a major overfishing problem because there's just so many people in the world. It's not like the fishermen are trying to deplete the oceans. It's just that there's so many mouths to feed that they have to do their jobs. They have to make money. And it's just in turn hurting all aquatic animals because there's a very specific food chain that needs to stay in balance for things to keep moving in a positive direction for all species. The pressure of population, uh, you've got um, these UN Sustainable Development Goals which were signed off by the UN some years ago to be achieved by 2030 and they're becoming an increasingly useful way of looking at uh, our impact on the world in general, on the, uh, on the land, on the sea, on uh, populations, on nutrition, on health, uh, on gender balance, you know, how, how fair we are as a society. So they're becoming quite a common language and it's some work we're doing at GAA is to try and think how we can show 
how aquaculture aligns with these sustainable development goals. And so far, it's really impressive because most industries would touch one or two of them. Uh, there's several that have connections to aquaculture because of the nature of aquaculture. You have development in rural economies in developing world, which helps uh, relieve poverty, helps provide good nutrition. You've got uh, the environmental management side, which is helping with the quality of the oceans uh, and waterways. Um, you've got nutrition from the omega-3s point of view, you know, providing uh, micronutrients to, to everybody. So there's, there's lots of ways which we're finding um, aquaculture is contributing on, on these sustainable development goals. So there's all these types of trade-offs and components that have kind of been ignored but end up being really, really important when we're thinking about these long-term uh, food production questions. As you heard them say, these issues are real and need to be addressed. So I asked them straight out, what can we do? What can you, as a listener, do today to help start working towards the improvement of these environmental issues that are facing our planet? So if there's one thing I would urge people listening to this to do is to ask questions of your retailer right to their head office. If you go into a restaurant, ask the server, where did this fish come from? How do I know it was responsibly grown? Because the more people that ask those questions, the more likely those businesses who want to keep their customers happy are going to try and put policies in place and do the right thing in their sourcing in turn. Because you shouldn't have to, every time you pick up a piece of fish, think, okay, where does this come from? I've, I've got to check it out. What you should be able to do is go to a store that you trust or go to a restaurant that you trust has asked all the questions on your behalf. And whatever they put in front of you is of a standard. Uh, but they, to get them there, you need to ask the questions in the first place. But you don't have to keep pestering. Just keep you know, the pressure on. The things that you buy in the grocery store end up in your body and also have an impact on the environment through their production cycle. So it's really up to you if you want to be an informed buyer or not. But if you do want to be an informed buyer, then thinking about sustainability issues, eco-labels, climate change, all of these things, if you just have that in the back of your mind, even if it's not at the forefront, then you're going to make more healthy decisions for yourself, healthy decisions for the environment. And that's really all we can ask of you. Vote, vote, vote for the people that support and stand with the things that you wanna see change, where you wanna see change done, right? So that is a powerful tool for action against how we allocate resources, um, how we deal with food production, right? All of that, um, and I don't mean to get political, but fundamentally who we put into office influences um, how we operate in this world. We should be encouraging people to eat more fish of whatever sort, whatever they like, go and eat it. Um, but whatever they like and wherever they're buying it from, they, as we touched on earlier, ask the questions, you know, make informed choices. Uh, go to those retailers who you know are making the effort to find the right stuff for their consumers doing the right things because not all of them are. E eat more responsible seafood. Whether it's wild or farmed, it's got to be responsible. Collectively, these small cho life choices that you make can have a really substantial and beneficial impact, not just the environment, but on your health. One conversation at a time can be really, really powerful to say that you actually have control. You have some controlled health and what you eat is part of that.
so clearly there's things that we can do to help. From voting in local and national elections, to simply asking questions. The more we spread the word that we want safe, healthy, sustainable food, the more we'll be able to push that dial a little bit further. So ask the questions, take the time to do some research, and eat more seafood. That's how we, as seafood lovers, are going to start facing these issues head on. If you're interested in hearing the full interviews with our experts, please be sure to go to www.aquaculturealliance.org membership and become a member of GAA today.